I was so depraved. I went astray. The cost was great. I couldn't pay. It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get set, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my Abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. Somebody say seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain should not stop thee. 45. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black and clouds and wind. And there was a great wind. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Verse 46. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Somebody say amen. I'm preaching on divine acceleration. Divine acceleration. Remember this, a mountain of results experience. So... I will not spend a lot of time preaching, but we'll enter into the prayer session and then I'll believe God for the release of grace to minister the prophetic. Amen. So when you read these verses, in fact, before these verses, you'll see the battle between Elijah, the prophet, and the prophets of Baal and how each of them um, were touting the achievement of their gods and how the prophets of Baal said that um, our God is God and we are able to do uh, whatever thing that you, you bring up for us to do. And scripture said that Elijah told them that, uh, so I want us to, uh, each of us prepare an altar, sacrifice on it and command fire from the heavens to come and consume the sacrifice. Bible said that the, 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 the priests and the prophets of Baal did everything they had to do. They called on their gods. They called on Baal. He never showed up. They cut themselves and their bodies were oozing with blood. Yet, Baal never responded. And after three days and three nights, Bible said, Elijah said that, okay, all Israel now come to my side. And I am also going to do the same thing. And he said that before I do that, pour water on the sacrifice. Let it be drenched and full of water. And they did it. And miraculously after that, he said, if I be a man of God, he said, let fire come from heaven and consume. And Bible said, fire came down to consume the sacrifice and licked up all the water. Now, 
this is a very powerful, I mean a spectacular experience in scripture. But there is something that most people have not studied about that um, experience. So I want to show you something then we come to what we have to do, deal with uh, this evening. So look at verse 36 of 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36. 1 Kings chapter 18, the same chapter we are looking at. Look at verse 36 and let me show you something. So people said, when Elijah spoke, it happened. It was a sign that um, um, when you speak, it will happen. It is not entirely true. It is not entirely true. Learn the word of God. Don't use your mind to interpret scriptures. I keep saying. Look at verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Now look at the other part. And that I have done all these things according to what? So when Elijah was telling the, the priest of Baal to make the sacrifice, who was, who was talking? God. I have done all these things according to the word you spoke to me. So when Elijah was telling them that cut yourselves and maybe Baal will appear, it was God speaking to him. When Elijah made his own altar, it was God speaking to him. When Elijah said, fire will come down. In fact, pour water on it. It was God speaking to him. When the fire was coming down, it was at the instruction of God. Instruction said, fire will come, fire will come. What has God told you? Huh? God spoke to Elijah before he did any of the things he did. So, it is hearing God that is the fundamental factor for the spectacular experience. It is because Elijah heard God and did according to what God said. It's not because he was a prophet. It was not because the other people were not worshipping God. It was not because he was trying to make name for Yahweh. It was because God had spoken to him to do all the things he did in the stages, in the processes. So you don't use this scripture out of context to say that everything you say, let fire consume it. It will not happen. Fire from heaven will only consume what the man in heaven has instructed. If you can't hear his voice, you see, we have reduced church to exercises eh, without results. And that is the biggest problem of our current generation of church. It took a genuine God to speak to a genuine prophet to genuinely put stages down, processes down, operations down. And it, it ended in a genuine miracle. 
ended in a genuine miracle. It's not a staged work. It's not a humanistic effort. It's not Elijah rising up to speak. It is God instructing him. Huh? So you don't say things to claim them. Who told you that? You see, the end of the matter, you, you can know the end of the matter from the beginning. Now, if you have been instructed by God to do what you are doing, irrespective of whatever it will end well. But if God is not part, oh. if God is not part, forget it. Now, everybody in this world is doing the online marketing. People are selling hot water, colored chalk, and clay. If God is not part, it won't work. There is no way it will work. Well, what am I rushing into that his voice has not confirmed? That's how come people get to 35, just 35 years, and they're already tired of life because they have gone through a lot of things they shouldn't have gone. They have moral lessons eh? that they shouldn't have gotten at that age. All men are not good. All women are evil. <laughs> Where did you pass? So, if by 28 you have done four abortions, you are destroying your life. Don't use scriptures to defend your nonsense. You are destroying your life. By the time you enter 36, you see that you already look like a grandmother. When others are accelerating in strength, you are becoming weaker and weaker. Because you rush to somewhere you shouldn't have rushed to. Without an acknowledgement, you see, an acknowledgement of the value of the voice of God. That's it. And prayers won't change it. If you like, begin to pray and see whether your talk will change. Decision, decision concerning what you have worked is stronger than your prayer. second, we have a lot of foolish people in church believing God for a miracle God will never do. So, what is it that he has said? But how can you say God has said something to you that you did not hear? It's also impossible. It is impossible to claim that God has spoken to you that you did not hear. That was said, once has he spoken, but twice have I heard that all power belongs to God. When God speaks, you hear and you understand. It's impossible to say he has spoken that you did not hear him. God, the voice of the waters, the voice of God is like the voice on many waters. It thundereth the earth below. 
When God speaks, everything hears. Impossible. So we play with topics. Eh? We play with topics without necessarily having an encounter with the reality in that experience. You can't say God said and he failed. It's impossible. God, before God speaks, he has placed all the underlying factors together. He has connected all the dots. He has made all the networks and he has showed you how easy it is to succeed in that before he tells you about it. So, faith is not a declaration. It's a hearing. Hmm? Faith cometh by. Here is what I say. I say what I say I will have. You are lying. How many things have you not said? Where are they? You are lying. Eh, you see, the topic of faith can be a very deceptive self-entertaining, rigorous exercise. May say, measure everything in terms of results. If you don't have it, it's not there. Just let it be like that. Therefore, you cannot claim you had faith for something that it did not happen. Why? Because I said, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And when God speaks, he does. Have I said that I did not do? When he speaks, he does. So if you said what you are doing is genuinely born out of faith, which comes by his word, and when he speaks, he does, then as he has spoken to you in faith, it has happened. Therefore, if it did not happen, then you did not have faith. What is that? You did not hear from him. Oh, faith is not uh, something we engineer in ourselves trying to get something from God. Now, anybody in the scripture that the Bible said they had faith, they ended up having that miracle. Abraham had the son. Samson overcame. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were saved out of the fire. There is nobody in scripture who had faith that did not have the resource. It's not true. So if you claim that you had faith, then your resource is automatic. Therefore, if you don't have the resource of what you claim you have had faith for, you did not have faith at all. Now, say faith is not something you engineer. Faith is not something you, you generate. Faith is not something you work out. Faith comes by hearing God. When you hear God speak, that you have faith. When God speaks to you and you can hear God, you have faith. Why? Because he has shown you how powerful he is how loving he is, and how deep he is in wisdom to make everything connect. So as you have heard him, your faith naturally comes. It's not something you, you try to get. When you hear him, you have faith. And when you have not heard him, it's impossible to have faith. Because he is the author of faith. He is the person who speaks faith into reality. Faith 
It's not a topic. It's a spirit. Not a topic. If you cannot hear God, how can you find your assignment? It's not even enough to find the direction of your life. But in your continuous work with him, your ability to discover the details concerning your assignment year after year, month after month. It's not even to exam. I, God said I will be a doctor. It's not enough. Which area are you going to specialize? Which country are you going to function? Which direction is your life going? The God says I should be a lawyer. There are thousands of types of lawyers. There are thousand categories of legal studies. It's not enough. It's not even enough to know the details. But to get to know all the other intricacies that are needed. Which people must I connect to? Which people must I not connect to? What time must I do this? What time? It's not hearing God. It's not just about him mentioning your name. Your name is Adwagna for you. Your assignment is the discovery of your divine alignment. If you can't be in that line, you are out of it. And most people we are talking about acceleration. We are going too forward. We are pressed B speed. We are going too much. We wait before we accelerate. You have to find purpose. And before you find purpose, you have to hear his voice. It's impossible. But being in a hurry to go to church without knowing God must let you stay at home. Sit in the house. Pray. Eh? Today I was speaking to a man of God who was chatting and he was telling me stuff. And I said that I have gone to churches to preach. Okay? That at the time where I was making altar call, pastors, the head pastor of the church, pastor's wife, came to give their life to Christ. I said, I don't understand the mystery. How can you pastor a church for years, 25 years, and give your life to Christ today? What were you teaching the people? Who were you? And that is not surprising because there are many people in church who have never had a personal relationship with Christ. The same way it is, it is possible to find people doing things, going places where they are outside the will of God, where they are outside the purpose of God. They don't know it. If you have passed 19 years and you don't know your purpose, you are already delayed. 19, one nine. 
you should know your purpose before you enter 20. And by 25, you should be in the center of your purpose. 25. Because by 50, God will be releasing the oil on you on another generation. By 50. You are 43, you don't still. You are 38, you don't still. By 50, he will release to another generation. You see how the fathers, the generals are dying. Marie Cerullo is gone. We had Bonky is gone. Lost born oral Robert Billy Graham within two years. That's it. The anointing is lifting, the mantles are falling. It won't take time 10 years to come. 15, we'll hear another generation of generals. They are leaving. They are leaving. We'll be like that. Reveal to me, Lord, my unique purpose. That's so important. That's so important. Now, my mother said I should become a lawyer. Who is your mother? Is your mother a Supreme Court judge? And how mothers and fathers have destroyed destinies of children by proposing things that God's hand is not in it. You mother, you father, you can't even hear God. Now you are forcing the child. Why don't you say that? Let us pray and find out. Let us fast. Let us spend three days before God. Find out the direction of your life. The father you could not do something means that somebody should do it by all means. That's how I should study engineering. There was somebody that prophesied to KNUSD. I think it was Caris, uh, Caris, yeah, I think it was Caris conference. And um, I said uh, she wanted to go to uh, UCC. She sent me a message like three weeks ago. And then uh, she came to KNUSD instead. And then the course she's reading, pick up the course and then what she should have, what she wanted to read in UCC. So she sent me a message. She said that uh, she's done with school. Even the KNUSD that is the purpose of God for her, even though she wanted to go to UCC. As, as, as at the time she was sending the message, where she's done with school, she doesn't know what to do with it. How much more if she had gone to UCC? My mother said, my father said, your mother is not God. Your father is not God. And woe betides you if your mother and your father cannot hear from God but are insisting on something you have to do. Your case is different. When you begin to ask people the relevant questions, they plug out. Have you asked God about this? Have you prayed? Has God spoken to you? What are the proofs that you hear from God? What are some of the things you said God said that it became like that? Because we shouldn't just say that because you said God said, we are following. What, where, where, are the, where are the histories? Where are the records? Where are the evidences? Because they define the possibility that what you are saying is true indeed.
That's why you see children grow up with a lot of anger and bitterness against their parents, but they don't know why they are angry. And the parents too don't know why the children are angry, but they know that there is tension there. Because there's something the child wanted to do. And you said that you should do another thing. And he feels that all his life is destroyed because of that decision. For example, if you should have read business in school and you read art, your pathways may not cross again on earth. So different from each other. If you, if you should have read, let's say, visual art and you read science, <laughs> it will take a miracle. And unfortunately, you have done well in the paper too. If you don't do well in the paper, it, it helps you because it gives you opportunity to come back to make the correction. Now, you did well too. Last week, my brother was here. He said that you, you should have become the medical doctor of the family. I said, I can become anything by the grace of God. Whether law or medicine or whatever, I can, I can do it. Yeah. But you should have become, it's not enough. Do you understand? That's what I'm looking at. In the name of respect, respect. That fantasy called respect, pseudo respect, hmm? putting an image of respect when it's not genuinely respect. In the name of that caricature called false respect, most people are doing things that they know is out of sync of their life. That's how come. Somebody sent me a message. I have, I have accepted his proposal, but I did it under duress. You accepted proposal under duress. Were you carrying articulator? Did they put articulator on your head? What are you going to tell him now? When he's also planning that you marry within the next two months. What are you going to say now? When you read the Bible, you see Genesis, and God said, and God said, how did Moses hear those things and he wrote them? Doesn't it question your mind? Moses came many years after Genesis. Genesis, you read about Noah, you read about Enoch, you read about Adam and Eve. These people, when they were there, Moses was not there. How come Moses had revelation of the whole Genesis from chapter 1 to chapter 50? Because Moses comes in in Exodus chapter 3. How did he have those 50, 50 chapters of revelation? And God said, and God said, don't you see how important is it to have relevance with the prophetic and God said, and God said, and Abraham did this, and Moses did this. Abraham never saw Moses. Moses never saw Abraham. Moses caught everything by revelation. So, we have jumped from where Elijah said, let there be fire, and there was fire because God spoke to him. Remember, that is the condition. God spoke to him. One day, I was praying for somebody who was going to lose their job. And when I finished praying for the person, I said, you will not lose their job. Because they have chopped money at work. I said, you will not lose their job. You will not lose. As I was saying, you will not lose with your with my mouth. God was telling me, he will lose their job. He will lose it. I said, you will not lose it. I said, you will not lose it. God said, he will lose it. He will lose it. 
he was doing a second back. I said, prepare to be sacked. They will fire you Monday. So I'm telling you this Saturday. It helps you to put your body in shape. Your mind, when you go, don't be surprised. People will be crying. You won't cry. Just go to sack. They sack you. What is the prophet telling you? That he knows the opposite is true. But he knows you don't have capacity to carry. So, he is uh, trying to let your emotions grow to a point where you can now accept it. You don't understand. I said, you, they will not sack you from the bank. He said, amen. I said, I speak. I said, this and this and that. <laughs> he said, hallelujah. I said, it will be done. I prayed for you. Grace has been released. Forget about grammar. God said, he will lose the job. When I was done, he was going to say, come back. I said, you will lose the job. They will fire you on Monday morning. There was a house. He went there to pray. As we were praying, as we were praying, I knew that the man would die. I knew that there was no way the man would come back to life. So I said, let's change the prayers. Let's thank God and praise him for the many years he has given us to enjoy with this man. They didn't understand. And they were praying. Some were falling down. Others were crying. Say, so let us thank God. He has done it. He has, yes. <laughs> when we close, I said, sir, your father will die. They went for the one week last week. You think God is always saying that something will work. That you don't know God. If you have met God before, you see that he says no more than yes. God, he rebukes more than he says go on. Your, your God, you see your God is your mind though. Accept it, that your God is your mind. Okay. Your mind, is that God, God, you say, is your thinking. It's not God of Abraham, right? Yeah. Accept the reality and push from that uh, uh, intellectual God you have made. Okay? That imaginative figure you have made in your, that when you speak with your mouth, your mind accepts it, then you say God has heard it. Okay? When your mouth speaks, then your mind says that it will happen. Move from that realm, from being trinity of yourself. You are the son, the spirit, and the father. Seek God. I said God. He says more no than yes. If your faith says yes, God will never say no. Of course, because faith comes from God. How can God say no to something he has said? But faith is not something you generate by yourself. Say, God, I want this. I claim it by my faith. Faith must start from him, God. He's the author of faith. Faith must begin from him. We are writing exam. They have not said question paper to you. You bring your answer booklet that you are finished. <laughs> Who will mark it? Go and give it to your grandmother to mark. Who will mark? 
it is so cardinal that you have to pray that your ears be open to hear the voice of God and your eyes be open to see. Hallelujah. I want you to pray, Spirit Divine, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Already, I'm sure some people are sad. I did not come to encourage you to do something. Spirit Divine, open my eyes to the realities of your word. Are you praying at all? Lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So as I said, acceleration only makes sense when you discover your unique purpose. Amen. Amen. That's so important. It's more important that, you see, you have to know this truth than to clap your hands and pray. If you are praying five hours to get something, eh, and me, God has told me to get it, who will get it faster? Why are you praying? Are you not praying to get it? And I had to get it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've not spent your five hours, but I have what you are praying about. Eh? Really? <laughs> the vehicle you use determines when you get there and how you get there. And when it comes to the seeing, <laughs> you have to ask yourself, am I seeing well? This might be enough to see. Am I seeing as I should see? Okay? Remember what God spoke to Isaiah. He said, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. God said, thou hast seen well. It means that it is also possible to see, but not well. Remember, Jesus prayed for a guy. He said that, what do you see? He said, I see men walking like trees. Jesus had to touch him again. Second time for him to see well. It's possible to see and not to see well. Can I push this? It's possible to see a lady you think is your wife, but it's your business partner. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's possible to see a man in your vision who was bringing wedding ring, flowers, and uh, cake. Who is going to be your helper for the wedding and not your husband? Thou seest well. It's not enough to see. <laughs> you don't like my message, do you? You don't want to be challenged, do you? Thou, thou, thou seest well. It's possible to see, but not well. A lady sent my father in the ministry a message. Said, "I've been seeing you in a vision, and you have been having sex with me." My father said, "God is about to give you a child after nine months. After nine months, she had a baby. She saw. Did she see well? Did she understand what she saw? You can also 
not see your father with axe chasing you in a dream. Now you have seen, but did you see when? A dream that did not conclude that you woke up. Don't take it personal like that. Pray to God. Find out the other part of the dream you did not see. It was not complete. When you watch a movie, you didn't complete it. How do you conclude? You saw. But did you see when? I remember some time ago, I was ministering the prophet, and when I got home, the Holy Ghost said that, when you are prophesying, take your time. Why are you fooling? I was so embarrassed. Say, take your time. And I heard you are a prophet. So take your time. When you take your time, it helps you see the thing better. Ooh, I said, tell him. <laughs> Somebody was taking me to school. Huh? Even people who can prophesy names, numbers, figures, describe homes, offices, enter into families. 120 years ago, four days, the Holy Ghost saying they should take their time. So you can't separate termite from cockroach. You can't separate oyster from lobster. That's why it's so dangerous for a prophet to be saying, that say the Lord, when it's not the Lord. It's not a joke. Because when you say, I see, it, it means that it's the human person who is seeing that in the realm of the spirit. So it's possible it's not like that. Then we say, that say the Lord, it means that it's like that. All right? You see some small, small boys that don't say it the Lord unto me, to my spirit. Do you think they are terms? Do you think they are expressions? No. Everything in the word happened, it wouldn't have been written. And if you are prophesying something you have not seen, you are a liar. If what you are saying, you have not seen it, you are lying. You think you are saying things by faith. Faith comes by hearing from God. When I say it, it will happen. Say that you enter Washington right now. Accuracy, precision. Not vagueness, not ambiguity. This week I had a very traumatizing experience. Yesterday, I was on my bed when I had a call and as usual I decided not to take the call then I had the call again an angel of the Lord appeared to me on my bed he said it is prophet Elvenar. I was sick I was sick in fact I'm taking drugs my drugs are in my bag then they said it's prophet Elvenar. they're not in a vision and he directed me to my phone when I picked it was him I mean I was so afraid I almost fell down Sometimes they miss it. 
people who have met Jesus Christ, they will pay mercy. Now you that when we trace your family, is Judas Iscariot who is your senior uncle? Okay, my co assemblies, my co assemblies. You have to sit up. I'm saying all this because Elijah said I have done all these things that you told me to do according to your word. That is the basis. If you hear from God, there is a day that you should be going to work that God should say stay in the house. If you ever hear from God. And because there can be a disaster going to happen at your workplace. Or you are traveling and God should say, wait. No. But you, every time you are traveling, when you sit in the bus, you thank God for answered prayers and safe travels. That's your prayer. You have answered your prayer before you traveled. And your God, which is your mind, has accepted it. There are five plantations and statues. I said, God, he says more no than yes. Yeah. Because as you are a human being, most of the things you will suggest, they won't be right. So as you are telling you, say, no, 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 no. Two thousand, say one, yes. They say, no, 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 no. Why? Because you are human. But you, you are God. Everything you want to do is what God said do. You are God's private secretary. You see the files before you pray. Okay. Like Idi Ami, Idi Ami. <laughs> Let's go on. First Kings chapter 18. So if you came for encouragement, you are at the wrong place. Don't encourage people for nonsense. And I don't apologize for preaching the word. I don't apologize. You that they gave birth to you in 95. I should apologize to you. 95. 99. No 99. My goodness. So I want us to look at verse 46, 1 Kings chapter 18. That's the last verse. This guy who is telling me he will marry me, you have marry me, marry me. God, why don't you open my eyes? It may save you from 30 years of pain. But it may also be that that is the person that you are trying to ignore too. That one too is also there. Everything is there some in the realm of the spirit. Yeah. He didn't go to Prempe College. Who goes to Prempe College? Who College? Who goes Verse 46. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he gathered up his loins. And run before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Somebody say amen. Now, how did this happen? Bible said the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. That means that acceleration is a factor of divine presence. To bring my message to an end. Acceleration is a factor of divine presence. It takes the hand of the Lord. For people to go ahead of others. So, 
it is not just something you claim by confession. Okay? Our generation is a confession-free generation. Okay? When the pastor said, receive, he said, I receive it. It's like we have it. <laughs> then, after a month, say, receive, then you receive, huh? You receive that till you don't see it again. Then what they say, I receive, say, When you sit in a car eh, and you have to pay the meat or the Uber driver and say, where is the money? Do you confess that? I said, take the money, one. Take it, two. Do you do that? What do you do? You pay. There is always a price to pay for what you are looking for. Fortunately, most people have forgotten about that. There is always a price to pay. So we are a received generation. I said, receive the anointing of Ahitophel. I receive. Do you know the price Ahitophel paid to get that anointing he's carrying? Any man of God who will tell you that there is no price to pay, he doesn't want you to get what he's carrying. It's not true. It's not true. It's so, so not true. A thousand times no. There is always a price to pay. And you see, when it comes to the price, it's a continuous price. Oh, God. Hey. I have done this in February. I am done for all this. Hey. Do you know what is coming in October and September? Your life is a price. You keep paying, paying, paying. To be going up. Ah, when you pay card today, did you pay? Tomorrow will you pay? Why is, why is that you don't pay today for the, the year, for the rest of the year? Anywhere you want to go, you have to pay. You have to pay. And if you cannot pay, you cannot go. So, I receive it. I receive it. Is the reason why we all look like bosses, but we don't have portfolio. We look like chairmen. We don't even have chair in our homes. Eh? But it's better to be a chairman and not to have a... And have, it's better that you have a chair that you don't... You are not a chairman. <laughs> Be a chairman without a chair. Just a chairman of the committee of the. When you come to that, you're sitting on the floor. Not become chairman without chair. Because we have received things without necessarily doing what we have to do to get it. I said, receive first class. I receive it. Go and sleep. Go and sleep in Ogawa Hall. And don't go for lectures. When we ask you, I say, I received it in first year. And it will manifest in. They will sack you before third year. That's how you see spiritual people fail exams and they fail so woefully that unbelievers mock at us. You see, prayer secretary, when you see his results, he needs prayer. You see, SU president, those people, it's like it's, 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 it's like SU is synonymous to fail. It's like when you are in S, you ask for failure to embrace you. It's so surprising. Because we have received things. It is so easy for you to assume something which is not reality. You see, and assumption is dangerous. Listen to me this evening. Listen. Assumption gives you a false assurance which has no foundation of reality. 
So what you are believing, you have assured yourself that it will happen, even though it's false. Okay? You have received something that has not come to you. But we can't tell you it's not that because you, you have believed that you have received, even though you have been deceived. Because the foundation to receiving grace for acceleration comes by the hand of the Lord. If that is not there, you can't have the acceleration. How do I accelerate? I have to invoke the presence of God. I have to engage the hand of God over my life. This evening, I want somebody to be very sad and go home very troubled and very worried. So maybe as we came here, I said, divine acceleration, I passed that. I said, accelerate to the north. Accelerate to the southeast. Brah, sit down. You have accelerated all your life. Where are the results? I said, measure everything in terms of results. Eh? He prays. He said, where are the results? He fasts. Where are the results? He goes and where are the results? He's writing exams. Where are the results? When you, when you write exams and you go, what does your father ask you? Where is why you went? Where is it? When you measure life in terms of results, your life will be different. Because you'll be finding out what works to work it. That's it. So you want to have divine acceleration. You want to go ahead like Elijah and you want to go beyond and even before the chariots of Ahab, it takes the hand of the Lord. Now, do you know the Lord that we know his hand? And now says, you see, I should command the hand of the Lord to come on you. What was saying? I'm sorry. Are you Jimmy? Just say, what the people do not have, we are claiming it over them. And that's how come they are frustrated because they don't see the results. The man of God is also frustrated because what he's confessing has not happened. And the center line is where people have to discover what they have to discover to change their level. That one day nobody is talking about. Nobody is dealing with it. If you see somebody doing wedding, that's if a person is pregnant. No, it's a different ball game altogether. Or that's if the person has a child. It's a different ball game. The, the, the wedding gives legal authorization to sex. Sex can lead to uh, pregnancy. Pregnancy can lead to childbirth. But there are people who have married who have sex but don't have children. There are people who even got pregnant don't have children. So why do you think that marrying means you have children? Because there are other processes in between them that if you don't pay attention to those processes, your imagination may not become a reality. That's how come confessing things without working towards it has reduced church to nothing. That's how come funny people like politicians look like important. Because at least for them, when they say I will do road, in three years you see road. But unfortunately, when you see people who carry the word of God, carry the wisdom of God, confessing it, you don't see it. So you can lay some foundational trust in deceivers like politicians as against people who are preaching the word. So the word has been re re 
reduced to civility, morality, and uh, values for home. Kindness. Uh, uh, clean your room. Where the word is the revelation of Christ and the power and the wisdom of God. Because the gaps that need to be filled are not filled. So, me, dear me, my, my mind is that when you come here, you are, you are going to be charged for your home. You see, it's not here that you are charged here. Go and charge in your house. Do you understand? Go and charge in your house. <laughs> here, I set you on fire. Go and pray in your house. Go and chat. Go and fast. Go and whatever in your house. Not here. But if you go to your house and it's a sleeping matter for you, the next week you come, it's like, yes, I won't come here. I'll come, but let me listen like that. Then, after years, then you see that you don't see anything in your life. Because some people are going to work the things they have heard. Others are going to sleep. And we all don't do the same. Ah. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, I arise a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto her, prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile, that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So you have to understand that it takes the hand of God. But how did the hand of God come upon Elijah? Don't forget, don't forget that in verse 42, Bible said that Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. It was prayer that released the hand. It was prayer. It was prayer. So if you can enter into prayer, the hand of the Lord can come upon your life and release you into your place of glory. Somebody say amen. But prayer in itself, I want to submit to you, is in a context. Right? Prayer is not noise. Prayer is not shout. Prayer is not repetition. Prayer is knowing the will of God and confessing the will of God to God. For God to establish the will of God that is in heaven on earth. When you stand in prayer, you, you are standing in that atmosphere of possibilities. May somebody here be known as a man or woman of results. A man of prayer. It's so sad. I was listening to Bishop Dive. He said that this Methodist state is so different from John Wesley. After time, eh? It's so easy that everything will become somewhere. So easy. So easy. Many years ago, when you mentioned like this, they used to have a real. Uh, tiger 
real tiger was placed on the uh, around the shoulders of uh, the guy who carries the stool of the Asante here, okay? When the Asante is coming out. Now, it's not a real tiger. It's a dummy of a tiger. Do you see what many years have done to the tiger? We have left reality to dummies. Do you understand? That's how come church do. It, it can be real life. Then you just need one or two people on the leadership to water everything down. Then we are descending into the gutters so fast. That's how come experiences have changed to topics. Then the hand of the Lord says, Stop it. Say, Baptism of the Holy Spirit says, Stop it. You say, Christ, they say, Stop it. These are persons. So when you are praying, you are praying and you are asking God to release his hand upon your life. And when his hand comes upon your life, as it happened in this scripture, when his hand comes upon your life, it does not matter the science that others are using. It does not matter the technology that others are using. You will be found ahead of them. Now unfortunately, when man of God says something like this and he says amen and everybody says amen. It's as though everybody has now gotten what he said or has the results of what he said. But that is not true. Do you understand? When I give you map, you have not gotten to the destination. When I give you map right now to US, you are not there. This scripture we are reading is an indicator of the possibility that can happen in your life. It does not mean that you have the results here. If you do not accept that truth and find your way to get these realities expressed in your life, when we read every scripture, you at the point you are Abraham, at the point you are Enoch, at the point you are Elijah, when we finish the Bible, you are Jesus. When you don't have the results they had. Now, there are certain things those people did to have the results they had. So, your mind must be the ability to decode the mysteries that they use to get those results. Because if I find those answers, I'll get those results. Why? God is not a liar. And they that seek it after him, Bible said that they will find him. So if I'm seeking for his truth, I'm seeking for his realities, I've seen the mystery that the hand of the Lord is what brings acceleration. Then as I pray for the hand of the Lord, I may not be like a literal Elijah who may have to meet a king called Ahab. But in my, in my dimension of assignment and in the field of my work, God is going to release me to be ahead of my mates. And that is not something you just claim by faith. But you claim by doing what the word said. James said that. Let us be careful that we may not become deceivers. You see, people who are deceived by the word. He said that they are the people who read the word and suddenly they forget it. So when you read the word and you think that you are already it, it's like it's not important again. I am already Esther. No. You are not Esther. You are trying to have the grace that was on Esther. 
and have the results that Esther had. And it can only be possible when you do the things Esther did. That's why the Bible was written. It's not a story. It's not a historical document. It's not a motivator. It is a revealer of truths, realities, principles that continue your life. You have that. You can turn every situation around. You can be able to break through irrespective of where you find yourself. Some people keep enjoying certain dimensions of results. Others keep envying them. There are things they are doing. There are things they are doing. When we give you the Bible of a man of God to preach, it does not mean you carry the wisdom he carries. That Bible, he bought it from town. You can as well buy one. Do you know what he knows? I have his Bible. It doesn't change anything. So I want everybody to be encouraged to pray for the release of the hand of the Lord. Amen. And when that happens, when the hand of the Lord is released upon your life, the hand of the Lord himself, God himself, will take you and will cause you to run before Ahab. That you will get there before everybody gets there. There is a place for declaration and confession and say after me. But let us not reduce the Bible to that. Okay? Let us not reduce the Bible to confession and acclamations. No. I said that the question you have to be asking yourself is that what is it that I have to do to change my present level? That's, a, that, that's, that's the reason why you should be going to church. That's the reason why you should be going to work. That's the reason why you should be having the friends you have. What is it that I have to do? Because if I've seen that this person is no way helping me live my life in the way I want to live. There is no way in the first place if I pray. If I realize that where I am going is not contributing to the success of my life and my ability to fulfill my vision and assignment what God has called me to do. You see, when you find your purpose, everything now makes sense or everything now doesn't make sense. So, ah, I shouldn't have been doing that. I should have been doing this. Then suddenly, say, all these energies and resources I have, I am channeling it this way. You are always going to visit somebody. Mercy. So when you pray that the hand of the Lord should come upon your life, it does not matter where you are. Remember that Elijah was on the mountain and Ahab was also eating. But the Bible said that when the hand of God came upon Elijah, God carried Elijah from top of the mountain and set him down in the valley of the mountain and he ran past he ran past Ahab. That is how powerful the hand of God can be over your situation. I pray for somebody right now that as you enter into prayer, let the hand of God come upon your life. 
in the name of Jesus. As you enter into prayer, let the hand of God come upon your business in the name of Jesus. As you enter into prayer, let the hand of God come upon your finances in the name of Jesus. As you enter into prayer, let the hand of God come upon your marriage in the name of Jesus. As you enter into prayer, let the hand of God come upon your assignment in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of God come upon everything that concerns you in the name of Jesus. And anybody who told you that life is not a race has lied to you. Life is a race. Did you hear what I said? There is a way to encourage failure, indiscipline, and nonsense by just lying to people. Okay? It's not about, it's not about. Now, people have said so much it's not about that one day we wake up people say it's not about Jesus then we ask who is it about now it's not about prayer it's not about fasting it's not about going to church it's not about loving God it's not about so okay enough of that it's not about now let's talk about it's about what then you see that they don't have anything to say they are just reducing everything to the barest point at which it does not make sense again Life is not a race. It's not about race. It's a race. Open your Bible. Look at the person close to you. Tell the person, life is a race. Tell the person. And ask the person, are you running the race? Ask the person. What is the person saying? He says it's not a race, eh? <laughs> he says it's not race. Ask him that it's, it's what it's what now. Ask him. Ask him. What is the person saying? It's not about uh, it's not about you see, we are all selling shoes, but it's not about who you sell to. Now, if I sell to somebody, would the person buy from you? As the person has bought from me, would the person buy from you? So stupid that you believe it that it's not about that. Then you carry all your shoes back home and he has sold all his shoes. He says, it's not about who I sell the shoes to. It's about what? Eating the shoes. When somebody buys shoes today, will he buy shoes tomorrow morning? How often do people buy shoes? You are, you are in the same competition finding same people who are doing the same thing. If they buy this, they won't buy that. Are you asleep? That's how you allow your best friend to take your boyfriend. It's not about the, it's not about the, it's not about the person. Then when you go to sleep, there you are crying. Master, we are all fighting for similar things. Do you understand? Yeah, that's true. We say we have to kill each other, but we are fighting for almost the same thing. You don't understand. Ah, when I say Ben and sing, you don't you don't think Raymond wants to sing too. And when I say Raymond, you don't think Iman wants to sing. They all want to sing. That's it. That's the reality. Three minds, four people. Somebody said we should buy another bike. We are not buying any other bike. <laughs> we are not buying any other bike for anyone. My God. 
Father, bring me to that realm where I become serious with my assignment. Pray. Lift up your voice. Pray. In the name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which that so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Have you seen that? That is scripture. That is scripture. It is not automatic that you will finish your assignment. Did you hear what I said? And the fact that you got to a place and we said it's okay does not mean that's the finishing line. It's like when you are writing exams and the invigilator says stop, stop work and you think because you stop work you have answered all questions. You answered up to where you answered to, to the time he said stop work. The same way you cannot be saying that it does not matter how I walk and it does not matter how I joke. I will definitely get there. It's not true. That's how come people have been saying, say I will get there, I will get there, I will get there. They never wake up from their bed. That's how come that foolishness has left a lot of people become useless in the kingdom. I will get there, I will get there and they are on their bed. So it is not as if anywhere you get to is your finishing line. You have to first of all be known as the assignment, know the detail of the assignment before you think about finishing line. And that is a race set before you. And what I'm talking about is not marriage. Our ladies, it's not marriage. And the guys, I'm not talking about getting a car. They race before you to get a car. That's not it. It's so surprising that car is not in the Bible. It doesn't matter at all in the plans of God because the Bible is written up to revelations and things that will happen in heaven. There is no mention of car, tablets, nothing. The Bible has gone ahead of us. You understand? In the book of Revelation, we are discussing things that will happen years to come. Race is God. First Corinthians 9:24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. Have you seen that? And these testament scriptures. First Corinthians 9:24. Run that what? You may what? Obtain. Listen to me. No, look at the context. 924. Don't you know that many people which run a race, they all run? But only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. That, that is telling you that the race you are into is the race other people are into. That if you don't run in a way to obtain, another person running with you will obtain. 
ahead of you. It's not as if when he obtains and you also get that they say you have obtained. It's only one that will receive the prize. That's what the scripture says. Your life calls for seriousness. Your life calls for your personal attention and responsibility. And it is a race. I've shown you two scriptures in the New Testament. It is a race. So the race I'm talking about is the race that you are asking God to give you acceleration. That's it. That is the race that you are believing God for acceleration. And that was the race that this man of God was running his own. Life is a race. And only one in your category will receive the prize. Only one. That's how even when it comes to the anointing on the man of God, you see that he may have many sons and daughters, but you see it's only one who looks like him. It's a race. It's a race. Remember Elijah and Elisha? How Elisha walked with Elijah when the man was being taken to heaven. He was the only one who carried the mantle. All the others came later. They said that we have seen that the mantle of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah rested. That rested on Elisha. Bible said they bowed themselves to him. All the other people were sons. He was the only one who called the mantle. That's it. It's a race. You remember Jacob and Esau? How one traded his meal for, traded his birthright for meal. And how when the race was over, he was trying to still get price. And the father said, there is no price. It is over. It is a race. He has won it. It is done. And up until tomorrow, Esau is still looking for his blessing. Up until tomorrow. So the hand of the Lord is coming on people who have an understanding of their assignment and see the life they are living as a race. I'm sleeping, I'm around. I'm sleeping, I'm around. I just want you to understand that where we have got into for most of us is a very important part of our lives. We are making very important decisions. Don't compare yourself to the 17 years and 19 years people or the 85 and the 86 who are sitting down, relaxing, waiting for who are partnering to come and take them. You are 20 something. Are you that stupid? That you don't realize that you are getting close to where you are making major decisions. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Sit down. Organize your life. Which direction are you going? You are growing is passing. Am I in the center of my assignment? Before acceleration will make sense. Am I finding my purpose? Am I discovering my assignment? Do I have enough details to make it? Do I have enough details? Charlie, you see, most of us, eh, the devil crowd doesn't need to come in like that. 
Just go home. So go and visit that guy. The devil said, go, friends, long long. He won't do anything. Is he not sleeping? The devil now runs to somebody who is working. Then they come again. Ah, next two weeks, he's still sleeping. Let him sleep. That's how Africa we are, where we are. Through prayers and anointing oil. And communion wine. But even church, most churches can't buy communion wine. You serve it. They can't afford Nobody has money in the church. The pastor too has given his money at the point he's broke. He said, hey, uh, we, 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 let's bring cocoa as communion. Tea bread. When you're trying to bring your bread, bring cocoa. You sit as you at home. You see the frustration in the house. And yet we are praying. Oh. We are praying and we are believing God. But we have not discovered assignment. We are not in line. We are not in line. We are not in purpose. There is a book called Plans, Purposes and Pursuit. I beg you in the name of Christ, go and read that book, Kenneth Hagen. It will change your life. And if that book does not change your life, don't worry. Just sit down. Just sit down. About how he was working for God, being a pastor of a church, doing evangelism, and for, for three years of evangelism, nine years of pastoral ministry, when he encountered Jesus, Jesus said, you are now about to start your ministry. He said, what about the trouble? He said, all that you did was not part of my purpose for you. He said, you are now about to start. You don't even have an idea of what it means to miss your assignment. That we should go into acceleration to what? Huh? We should accelerate to where? You have wore your boots. You have wore your things. They say, well, I say, I'm running for Ghana. To where I say, I don't know. They say, to where I say, I don't know. They say to us, I don't know. They say run. Where do you run to? Which direction? For what price? When you are buying a book, eh, ask yourself, do I relate with this topic? If you don't relate, don't buy it. Because some of the books are built on certain things you should know first. Okay? You are writing a book. You are reading a book on the benefits of the prophetic. You to the prophetic, you don't know. Go and buy the prophetic first. Okay? Before you read benefits of, before you even buy, buy prophetic, you have to go and buy how to hear from God first. You see? So that you hold the whole okay, fine. Okay? You, you build on it. It's so easy. That's how come people have gotten messages preached by Apostle Joshua Selman. They have heard messages preached by Bishop Dan and they want to fix it into their life and it does not work. Because there is a realm at which he's preaching what he has preaching. Why? He has laid the foundation in the church and they know some things and they understand some things and it's working. So the message you heard is perhaps the 625th message in the structure of what he's building. Now you have taken and you are running with it. What about the 600 messages? How do you run with that? That's why I said that. This acceleration thing only makes sense when you have already found purpose and assignment and have discovered it and have seen life as a race. Either, either than that, forget it. Just go and sleep. Thank God for answered prayers. And go and sleep. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to be a pastor over a bunch of people who don't want to take God serious. Yeah, because it will not matter. We'll come church, we'll go, sir. 
you will go, sir. Why are you going harvest those? Why are you going harvest those? Why are you going harvest those? I'm past harvest. Hey, white and blue, green and red, yellow and green, black and black. It, nothing. At the point, we say, it's like the other. I don't want that. I don't want that. Either we have the resource or we start over again. I was telling Sandra that if by seven months after doing this church and we don't run into those morning services, as Prophet Bernard said, I'm stopping the church, I'm going to mountains, I'm coming back. When I come back, anybody who appeared at the first session of the church, don't come again. You are the reason why we did not get the go and sleep. Find another church. You think I'm joking? When God called me, where were you? You think I'm joking? Said we are going to start the whole thing afresh. Seven months. We are in our fourth month now. We are in our fourth month. If by seven months we don't run two months, we are when you show up, I say go, go. You are part of the first batch of people who came. That the church did not work. Go. Go. Your laziness, your inability to run sales, your inability to invite people has brought us to that. Go. Bye-bye. Go. I will raise new people, have new leaders, every new, new, everything. You'll be so surprised. Let's do the church once more. I'll go and receive another prophetic word. It, it, it has to work. I am, I am in the center of my assignment. What do you think I'm doing? You think I'm a mate of a car? I'm in the center of my assignment. I can't joke with that. I will not joke with that. This thing I'm doing, it means my life. How are you treating your assignment? So when you go home, you can choose to pray. You understand? You can also choose to sleep. You can choose anything you want to choose. Yeah. Because at a certain level, you don't need encouragement. So pray. Spirit divine, help me focus on my assignment. That's more important than acceleration. Don't run anywhere. Find that one. Hmm? You can't draw a circle. You say you are doing circle theory. What are you trying? You will fail. Are you praying at all? Holy Spirit, help me be in the center of my assignment. I don't want to waste my life. You have thousand best friends. You can't raise thousand Ghana cities. Are you not worried?
In the name of Jesus. Those of you who have found your assignment, we are still praying. Those of you who have found your assignment, I want you to pray. Father, let the hand of God come upon my life. If you have not found your assignment, thank God for us pray. Lift up your voice. We are praying. Some are thanking God. Some are praying for the hand of God. name of Jesus. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.